Welcome, jurors, to Dueling Advocates, where everybody gets an advocate. In today's case, we will evaluate if it is still okay to panic over coronavirus. Man, I told you that the power of panic was too much to give to stupid people. I said it from before, like five minutes into this, into this pandemic. And what happened? There went all the toilet tissue. I mean, diarrhea wasn't even a symptom. I don't see the problem in that. All they were doing was preparing by buying the commodity that they knew people would go and purchase during an emergency. And I won't even jump into the fact of how these companies decided to resort to price gouging in order to drive this, where panic was just a tool leveraged by both sides to completely impact and take away from everybody in this case. This entire last three or four months in which I was forced to stay home because everybody panicked had everyone just kept their mask and their gloves on. We would have been okay had they just listened to the CDC and no one panicked properly well, as that's you asked the them to do. That's the problem, right? If you don't panic, you wouldn't have worn the mask because the CDC told people not to wear the mask. Listen, the CDC, by the time it actually became factual on how it could spread and the data was received and they let that information out, that people should do it. Everybody was already too busy panicking, which they're panicking because they, you can't trust that organization. They had to change the definition. They get their information from the World Health Organization, panicking. which also cannot be trusted. It's people panicked so badly. There's a new definition of panic. It is now just uncontrollable behavior. Now, the only uncontrollable behavior is that on the part of the people making those definitions. That is not a true dictionary. The, the dictionary term is, still remains the same, and there is no price gouging. What, what are you telling me was price gouging with the toilet paper? Listen, now that all the toilet paper was sold out, if I ever went to offer up for toilet paper, you were looking on $50 rolls. Yes. It is amazing. But that's not price gouging. That is a market price created by supply and demand. And to the point where some of these people were being arrested for doing that because it wasn't good faith pricing. Who knew that was even a thing? Because the government and police was, officers were panicking. I was already aware that that's a thing and that has nothing to do with panicking. That just has to do with government overreach, which has been around since forever. You see, all brought upon us, the government overreach has been crazy now. We've given them even more overreach due to panicking. No one should have panicked. We should have all just sat down and thought this through. I mean, ultimately, after all these price gouging, whether you want to say it or not, government overreach, hey, stay in your house. Everybody stay at home for four months. Companies panicking. Oh, we've got to let everybody go. The economy is taking a tank due to all this panicking. There was so, no need for panic. I love it. So I love it. Interesting choice of words considering when we're recording this, right? So nobody gave the government more overreach. The government just overreaches on its own. Number two, nobody stayed at home. Everybody was still everywhere. There were maybe five people that panicked correctly and stayed at home long enough to see what was going to come of this virus. Because whether a true threat or not, you have to analyze it first before you just jump in haphazardly. And, and uh, lastly, the um, uh, the issue with the, the the price gouging that that's that's not price gouging. If you agree to the price, then that's that's what 
the the person is is willing to pay. I don't understand the the, the problem with that. No, it's super a drastic increase in price where you're actually taking away a necessary product for someone, even though you don't need it, just to take. You know, just to take full control of the position that they're in. But the only reason they took the product was because they saw everybody was taking the product. This is why price gouging doesn't exist. This is why panicking should not have happened. Everyone should have just said, hey, you know what? This, let me just take one roll of toilet paper. Let's just take one package. Let's take two package. I mean... Can't even understand why toilet paper. You know, it's the that's the most amazing part, and that's the part of panic I love because they just pulled one product, and everybody saw that that one shelf didn't have any toilet paper, and they're like, "Oh my God, I've got to go and go and grab some somewhere else." And then they post it online, can't find toilet paper, and everybody panicked for toilet paper. Panic came to us perfectly, and and so, the media panicked. Oh my God, a hundred people died. This virus is going to kill one-third of the population. Ah, panic. So, so the toilet paper thing wasn't a result of panic. That's greed. That's just the, the, the natural thing. When something is scarce, people want it. The moment, even something, if, if it's super valuable, if it's useful and everything, it, but it's plentiful, people don't, don't seek it out. But when they see that there's something in short supply, they want it just for the sake of having it, not not. Even they to panicked use it. when they saw it looked like it was running out, and it's they decided, "I've got to grab it. I've got to grab it." It's not that they panicked; it's that they see that it's now a scarcity, and the human nature kicks in, and they, it just makes you want but it. But it's the panic that made it a scarcity. Because remember, even the people that decided to to hoard it and sell it for a lot, that came later, right? That came after the fact. That came after initial people sight and went, oh, toilet paper is running out. And then everybody panicked. I've got to get toilet paper. And then they created that market. That's so fine. Had but, they but the not thing panicked, is, they this... need an excess amount of toilet paper because this, this virus is going to make you uh, blow your nose. You're, you're going to need to do your normal amount of, of you, bathroom activity. You know, I don't think napkins actually went out to supply as quick as toilet paper. And not to mention the fact that you need to have a supply in stock if you're going to stay at your house for months on end. So what happened was is that the country is asking the citizens stay at home and then the, the citizens decide to go and stock up with enough supplies that they would need for that amount of time. It creates a slight shortage. Human nature kicks in, which is not necessarily panic, but rather just greed yeah. and, and that natural uh -huh. sense of wanting something that's scarce. Uh -huh. So it, it all seemed to culminate on this one product. Uh -huh. And that was it. And then with the thing that you're calling price gouging was merely the free market maintaining a supply of the product for those who truly needed it the most. And then the government clamping down on it and making sure the price stayed the same. But regardless, all of this toilet paper shortage took place before the stay-at-home orders and mostly just because of panic, which is why I said from the beginning, panic. We gave all of our freedoms up for panic. It's I've panic. never seen this. Absolutely. One-third of the country is going to die from this. 250,000 is going to die from this. It's just called forethought. Everyone panic. You see that there's a pandemic. You see that it's going to affect this country at some point. Whether the government said stay-at-home or not, you can still put two and two together and be like, oh, if, if there's going to be a pandemic, like, I'm not going to want to leave the house. I like the way you calmly 
explain that just now. Yes, like because it. we haven't gotten to what panic is and what it's for yet. No panics. This is how they should have calmly said all of this, right? But instead, everyone panicked and did uncontrollable, silly behavior. And we're seeing panic everywhere now. It's like, now, panic is the is now the go-to for everything. And the government's seen that they can get their overreach kicks in a bucket just by making everybody panic. So, remember, not panicking is what allowed the virus into this country. Okay, They didn't close anything down. They didn't tell people to wear masks. They said, don't panic. Panicking is what allowed me to prepare and survive. And that's why I'm here talking to you. I didn't panic. I survived. I calmly... You panicked. I, I got you to panic during that last podcast. I calmly... And rationally sat down, thought it through, and said, hey, you know, the best course of action is to panic. Is for me to stay home, right? That's okay. You don't have to panic to get to that conclusion. You need the panic for the motivation because, no, look, you don't. everybody's urges and instinct is to be social and, and go out and do the things that you habitually do. Go to the same restaurants you always go to, buy whatever you always buy. But if you're going to be camping out at, at, at home for months on end... There's a little bit of cabin fever, or you get a little stir crazy, you might make a mistake. But it's the overwhelming panic of the impending danger that that overwhelms those other urges and allows you to do what is most important at that time. The problem with panic is how uncontrollable it is because then you're stir crazy at home and you're panicked and you end up leaving the house because you think there's going to be a shortage of something that you need to go and get. So panicking doesn't Not work. at all, because if you panicked correctly, that would have forced you, you to go and get the supplies before they ran out. You don't panic correctly, because panic is uncontrollable I by its correctly. new definition. It just so happens that your uncontrollable urge actually put you in a good spot, whereas we already discussed on our last podcast that the average IQ is below room temperature and those people which also is why, panicked. Which is why during our first panic podcast, I explained to people how to panic correctly. But unfortunately, their IQ did not allow them to actually receive your message and that's why I'm saying panic is a powerful tool that unfortunately, uncontrollable, doesn't go well with everyone and as a result it's better to just sit well listen follow the instructions and guidance and then operate accordingly in a calm fashion listen once you're talking about people that are below a certain threshold of human intelligence where they can have rational thought and, and act accordingly there's no point in talking about it. It's it's basically you're just basically describing children, and but, we we have to control these. But the, the they children. exist exactly, which is why we can't have them panicking because we have to think about what was best for three hundred and twenty plus million people. And not all three hundred and twenty have room temperature IQs. I know, but if we're gonna say panic, you have to understand that everyone is gonna panic, and then the good and the bad is gonna panic, and the NPCs and the zombies also panic. And the brilliant people also panic. That's and fine. They're they, panic. they panic. They're afraid to go outside. They stay home. They stay healthy. And we all get to live. The idea was that no one should have panicked. You should have followed the directions given to you. We got the virus because nobody panicked. It's as and, simple as that. And we got into the position that we're in now, which is probably the worst way to handle the virus because everybody panicked. What do you mean? How is this the worst way? I'm here healthy. You're here healthy. Everybody's healthy. The spread is so much more because everyone panicked. And then, hey, you know what? New York, the perfect example, and they're panicking. 
oh look, our hospitals are going to be filled, people are going to be dying, we need all of this. Hey, Elon, save us with ventilators that he, they're still in a warehouse, not used, because we panicked. We sent a ship up there that still wasn't used because we panicked. So what? Shouldn't but have that, panicked. That's just preparing. Just because you prepare and something doesn't happen doesn't mean that, that you did something incorrectly. We should. That was all driven by panic. The economy and the unemployment that, rates and everything. That stuff was good panic. panic. Now listen, we, we all panicked and we quarantined and we slowed everything down and that's why we're not using these, these uh, ventilators and, and hospital ships and things that you mentioned. And look, nobody's even talking about the pandemic anymore. We've all moved on to, to rioting and, and protesting and everything else. Another panic. So, you know, we panicked correctly. We solved the, the virus issue. And look, w while we were uh, quarantining ourselves and, and protecting everybody, we made sure that whoever gets infected happened at a later time after we had time to analyze the virus. And you know what we learned? All you really need in 99% of the cases is to make sure that you're not low on vitamin D. So now we can walk around freely because we're, we're both at, at an age that is not of super concern for, for the virus. And, and all we would need is to make sure that we take a vitamin D pill Listen, every day. Now let's be clear on this. To the jury and everyone out there, I'll throw this in, that vitamin D and just making sure that you're taking vitamin D and then just walking out to your heart's content... We're not medical doctors. Let's make sure that you're listening to your state and local and federal law, wherever you are right now, rather than thinking this is the de facto proof right now. We're not doctors. Don't follow that. However, panicking, if somehow your state official does tell you to take vitamin D and walk out, you should be listening to your local official. But a state official is not a medical professional either. Well, I got this information from medical professionals. If you have a vitamin D deficiency, like most Americans do because we don't go outside, you should take a vitamin D supplement in the appropriate amount. So I'm not telling you Let's to clear. chug a bottle of vitamin D, which would kill you anyways. I'm telling you just to take enough to overcome your deficiency and you can speak to your just own doctor to get the dosage that's correct Perfect. For you. Speak to your own doctor should be the only thing we're saying at this point on actual treatment. But you can't just go by what medication. doctors say because doctors also told you not to wear a mask. Exactly. And don't go by what my co-host says for legal reasons. That's all I'm saying. Now, sure. let's move on. This whole podcast <laughs> is for entertainment purposes only. Exactly. Let's ensure that that is And now stated. that that has been said, just like when you watch a movie and somebody tells you that they're a doctor, they're not truly a doctor, now I am telling you that I am a doctor. And I, I, I advocate the use of vitamin D in the correct dosages. For entertainment purposes only, people. And again, don't panic. As I said from before, and we're back at it, panicking changes nothing. Just don't panic. Listen to actual doctors, not just this one. Listen to the guidance as it comes through from respectable or reputable sources. Now, whoever you choose to be a reputable source, whether that's the WHO, whether that's listening to the Trump task force against this, whoever it is that you choose, you're going to have to make that choice on your own. Who can be trusted or not? But agreed once again that panicking is not the correct action. When you panic and you do things uncontrollable, you never know what your result is going to be. In my co-host case here, Alfred panicked 
correctly, which could just be that his uncontrollable choices ended up being lucky or in the back of his mind, he has, he has a plan, a counter plan and a whole maze of good ideas back there. So when he panics, he pulls from good ideas. There's no guarantee that's going to happen to you. So the best option is to not panic. Just listen to the expert and let them lead you. Yes. The problem is, is that without the panic, you don't have the motivation to do anything, either my advice or their advice. That's why I keep telling people, harness the panic. Use it so that you get up off of the chair and take the actions that you need to take to prepare for what's coming. Congratulations. You did it. The country is still alive. We're all good. And you mentioned the, the markets earlier. Well, the markets are perfectly fine. In fact, all of my investment accounts are higher than they were before the pandemic came. You and I both know that's just stemming a flow, but we won't even we won't even have to jump in finance. Stemming a flow. They're just stemming. They're just a stopgap on what's coming. All the trillions that we just threw into the dollar and printed to keep everyone home. There's gonna be a blowback at some point. We're seeing inflation. Maybe it's next year. Inflation just means higher prices of the stocks. Thirty-three million unemployed right now. We're going to see a who, hit. Who truly is unemployed? Uh, I'm know, employed. You're employed. We we employ ourselves, you know. So yeah. like, I, I you know who I haven't seen anybody who's unemployed. You know what? And that's my problem. That's my problem with you, Alfred. You see, you and I, if we were to panic, would panic correctly. Even when we're not panicking, we have a tendency to make good decisions. The problem is, as a whole, panicking is incorrect. It's better. Four, we have to think of the lowest common denominator. And I do. And we are panic ambassadors, okay? I told everybody in my neighborhood, all of my family and friends, how to panic correctly. I gave them little pamphlets, and they followed it to a T. And guess what? During those few months that I was at my house, I didn't have anybody knocking on my door asking for pasta. You know what? I told my neighborhood everything's okay. You know, just follow the guidance and we'll be okay. When the stay-at-home order came, they stayed at home. And luckily, they were able to do the whole delivery thing for what they didn't have, right? So that never closed down. So food was not a problem. We're fortunate in the neighborhoods we are and in the country, we are sure. But they didn't panic. And they're all safe too. I think ultimately, the better option was to not panic. Poor people out there panicking, got heart attacks and everything, man. We can't have that. It's like... Those Honestly, weren't panic-induced heart attacks. Those were double bacon cheeseburger-induced heart attacks like we always get. It, it's, it's very simple, okay? The panic is motivation to go and do the actions that you need to prepare for what's coming. Find motivation without panicking. It's just that simple. Th then you have no motivation. Look, if you're super relaxed, right? Like the president was and the CDC was and the World Health Organization was, this is what you get. Well, yeah... We have some reports of a virus over there in, in China, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just the flu. It's not a big deal. In fact, I remember that's a line that you used several times yeah. in the last podcast. It's just the flu. And it's like the there's, flu. There's no yeah. need to close down the ports or the airports or the uh, or, or you know any sort of travel or uh, products being sent out or anything like that. Everybody can drive around and be in groups. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Nah, you don't need to wear a mask. You know, don't take any vitamin D. In fact, you shouldn't take anything. Don't, don't you know, spend any time uh, outdoors or anything like that. And then what happened? Oh, 
we have some hot spots that are developing with the with the virus in New York and California. Oh look, it spread like the flu. We weren't able to stop it like the flu because the nobody death, took the precautions the that they needed. The death rate for it less than the flu. I mean, honestly, yes. Like the flu, we could have simply followed the guidance, no panicking. So why weren't you out there for, for three or four months visiting people, driving oh, around? Oh, absolutely. That was easy. I was forced to stay indoors because of a panicked society leading my state to tell me I had to stay home. Nobody forced you because they said that every single business was an essential business. So you could have fidget. There were no cops stopping anybody. You could have gone anywhere you wanted. I went to a few places. It's not a big deal. Yeah, but again, calmly follow the guidance. If you don't need to, don't do it because that's what the guidance said. Stay at home. I'm not, I was not going to go and advocate not listening to officials. I said it from the beginning, listen to the officials in our last podcast. And that's, the official said stay home. Calmly stay home. Listen, I, I'm not for blindly listening to officials because then you get orders like no masks and uh, leaving everything open. But, you know, utilizing the panic gives people the motivation to do what's necessary to survive what may or may not be coming. Some people, however, not everybody, some people when they panic, since it's uncontrollable, it's may not prepare them for what's coming. It may have them go off on a completely different tangent and say the end is coming and as a result I need to go and party at the beach because it's going to be the last chance I'll ever have to party at the beach in Pops a Hotspot. Well, guess what? Partying at the beach gives you vitamin D. <laughs> they partied at night. They got none. That's the point. The big problem with it is that panic is too uncontrollable. You have no idea. In the hand of a smart person, panic is good. In the hand of the average spring break college student, panic is the worst advice you could give them, as we've seen. Then all you need to do is give them advice on how to panic correctly. No, that's why you just, we did in the last you just need to tell them to follow the instructions. Ultimately, though, as horrible as this might sound, the problem of these silly panickers seems to have fixed itself. Because they went out there panicking, and they're panicking and listen, no more. People have freedom of of choice. They can they can panic any way they choose, and it only affects them. Because if you are the the person who self isolates and panicked in that regard, the fact that they have the ability to spread the virus doesn't affect you because you are not in contact with other people because of your brand of panicking. True. So at the end of the day, everybody who panicked is alive and well. Their bank accounts are looking great. Not everybody who panicked. Everybody, everybody who panicked. panicked correctly by your Actually, standard. in this case, both people are doing just fine. Because if, if you panicked and you went out there and you got some sun at the beach and you're just trying to relax and whatever, you guess what? You got your vitamin D, you survived. If you panicked, you went out there, you got COVID and you died. Who got that? I don't know anybody who caught this. Do you know anybody who caught this? In fact, I don't even know anybody who got a cold in the past four okay. months. I don't know anyone that died from it. I'll give you that. I do know people that caught it. And how do you know it's it? Because the tests what? don't even work. However, that, that, you know what? I'll give you that one. I mean, based on symptoms is how they really did it. And then 
they call the doctor and got things prescribed for it. So, hey, honestly, I, I'll say that. Based on the symptoms, they believe they had it, but no, none of that thing that went right up their nose to determine if whether it was it or not. Yeah, I mean, but if they did that, it, 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 it isn't determined, uh, you know, anyways, because they, they, they are scanning for coronavirus presence in the body. And we all have it because we've all had a cold or a flu or have just been in the presence of it at some point or had a vaccine. So we all have it. There's but nothing you, to check for. But it. you know what? You know who else bank account is good? All the people that just didn't panic and calmly followed the guidance. They're also doing well and they didn't panic. So at the end of the day, panic wasn't necessary. That's fine. And that is true. However, those people... Had the pandemic been as advertised, those would have been the people who died because they wouldn't have worn a mask. They would have probably hopped on a flight or continued operating their business or whatever it is that, that they were told not to do. They would have done it anyways. And and that's it. And the corona, they would have caught coronavirus and they would have lived because you know what? Just like the flu. In that's the what I'm end. saying. That's what I'm saying. In this scenario where it ended up being nothing... Yes, they would have survived. So the initial guidance was correct, and all they had to do was follow the guidance. Well... The economy would have still stayed booming. Yes, but you saw how it went back and forth like that, right? First they tell you it's nothing, then they tell you it's something. Panic. Then they tell you it's nothing again. Not panicking. You know? So so why even bother listening to, to the experts? It makes because no sense. the problem in that situation, Alfred... Are the experts started panicking? And this is what I mean when I say they shouldn't have panicked. Ah, but they actually panicked correctly for their own interests, which are politically motivated, okay? So that's why I tell people that they themselves should panic for their own interests. And that way they can prepare for whatever's coming. Now, granted, I don't like to believe what the government says. So when the government tells me that there's a global pandemic, I'm already looking for other reasons why they would say that. And of course, we have... The, the fact that there's tons of inflation and, and the Federal Reserve has been printing too much money and everybody's been living off of the drug of credit and uh, everybody has too much debt, not enough uh, assets, and they're probably going to cover up for that. However, you're forced to at least take some action to protect yourself because there is the off chance that there is actually a virus that can affect you and you have to take those measures. Now, obviously, this virus had some sort of an effect in Italy and China, way more than here in America or India, but it's, it's just a precaution. And if you panic correctly and you go out there, look, what did it kill people to panic? You have one extra box of, of rubber gloves in your house, you have five extra masks in your drawer, you have 10 extra boxes of pasta in your pantry, who cares? But people that didn't panic also have those things, so panicking wasn't necessary. No, the people Just who didn't following panic... following the guidance. The people who didn't panic don't have those things. They simply have survived because they were still able to order food online, they were able to go to the grocery store wearing a mask, and, and that's it, there were no actual shortages that they faced. You see, and that's the beauty. If they hadn't panicked, they'd stayed out, they'd gone to work, the, the factories and everything would have kept running and there wouldn't have been any of these shortages to yes, begin with. only because the virus was more benign than advertised. But what I'm telling you is the purpose of the panic was that in the event this virus was as advertised, you would still be here talking and listening to us because you would have panicked correctly and survived. But the initial guidance was exactly as advertised, which is why I said don't panic. And then the bad, oh, 30% of the world was driven by panic. 
and did start panic, and then it had but, nothing but, but negative saw, effects. But you saw how easy the guidance changes, right? So, for example, you we got the initial guidance, don't panic. So we panicked, and we, we prepared, and we didn't go outside or anything, even before it was fashionable to do those things. Fine. Then they tell everybody, yes, the virus is dangerous. You should increase your, your level of awareness and go and, and do these things, wear a mask, don't go outside, whatever. But we already did those things, so we don't have to put ourselves in danger and go outside and, and get the supplies that we need or, or, you know, provisions to quarantine or whatever. But then they change the guidance again. So at any moment, they could change the guidance again. The point that I'm trying to say is the whole reason behind the, the panic is so that you're motivated to get ahead of the curve, do what you got to do, and then you, you can just sit back, relax, and wait and see what happens. But Whereas an everybody else, fear isn't what's needed for you to always be prepared. Listen, momentary fear to get the motivation to prepare is far better than the constant swings of emotion that you're going to go through True. listening to the government's True. But uh, I have guidance. A, I have a fire extinguisher at my house and a firearm. It's not through panic. It's just through preparedness. People should be prepared and always try to be prepared. If you're in a hurricane state, you should be prepared for yes. a hurricane. It's not panic. Yes, Don't you, panic. You're describing things that you can buy outside of a panic because you can see these things coming years in advance. Yes. You know fires happen since birth. Exactly. You know that hurricanes are coming since Absolutely. living in Florida. That's fine. What I'm saying is this was something that people didn't see coming, and it was coming fairly quickly. It could be here in a matter of days, and that's where panic comes into play. If didn't you are to panic. If you calmly are, prepared if for it. If you are too calm or if you are lazy or if you are sloth or anything like that, then... You don't get the stuff ahead of the curve. And, and if you're lazy, then that's one thing. You still didn't get it. Yes, the panic you're lazy. would have made you do it. No, but they're lazy, so they're not going to get it. The panic is going to be too much work for them anyways. So hence why, at the end of the day, calmly and rationally doing it was the best way to go about it. I think we'd have had much better solution, you know? And i just like to throw... In a shout out here for everybody that really claim about how horrible our the US health system is. I love the way that you called out these other countries that really had a hard time that are using public health care, but our private health care kept us all going. That said, no one needed to panic. There was no need to panic through this. There was absolutely no need. Panic didn't help this situation. Panic made it worse. Panic did not make it worse. Yes. No. Panic simply allows you to prepare. And then people now panicking, oh man, it's gonna, they're gonna die, and then jobs are closing, they're forced home, now they can't actually pay their rent, now they're panicked that their landlord's gonna kick them out, Nobody now you have people panicked. on the street, everyone's panicking, no. everyone panicked horribly during this event, and the best part is no. that they didn't you're, even know how to panic correctly. You're differentiating between the timing of the panic, so for yes. example, panicking correctly is when you see something on the horizon coming towards you. That's uh -huh. the time to panic if you weren't aware of that coming previously. Because once you see it on the horizon, pretty close. Panicking incorrectly is after something has already happened, and it's, it's technically too late to prepare or whatever, but you're panicking and you, you go outside and you're trying to, to get toilet paper and all sorts of stuff. That's the problem. So I think what it comes down to is we have a timing issue. You're, you're claiming all panic is bad, and I'm saying there's a difference between good and bad panic. Good panic occurs 
when you see something coming, but it's not here yet, it's in that gray zone where, like, for a hurricane, you see it coming even before you can see it on the horizon. Yeah. Okay? So there's no need to panic. But when you see something on the horizon that you were not anticipating previously, that is that buffer area where you need to panic so that you can be just as prepared for that as you were for something that you saw years coming in the yeah, future. Yeah, but you don't need to panic on that. It's you have a buffer time there. So you don't need to panic. You just have to be willing to take necessary precautions whenever you see something. You don't need to panic for that. That doesn't require panic. That's my point. You can calmly do it. And if you have no idea what to do or how dangerous it is, follow the instructions of people. In this case, what they're telling you to do. What was the best part of this whole thing was when everyone's panicked. Now the government takes charge and tell them to stay home. They're staying home. I loved watching this example in New York. Now, while they're staying home, government's telling them, oh man, we're going to run out of ventilators. We're going to run out of hospital beds. It's horrible. And everybody's panicked, staying at home. They're fearing for their lives. They're worried. Everything, businesses are closed. Police keeping everybody in their house. And then they're super panicked about this. And as a result, now the president sends a ship in to support them and they, in their panic, their uncontrollable fear, there's the uncontrollable relief. And all of these people, they're in the middle of a virus that is destroying them, take to the streets, hugging each other, watching the ship come into port. And it was the best thing to see. This panic was beautiful in that this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But that's panic after the fact, which is incorrect panic. Which is better to just not panic at all. No, I'm saying <laughs> panicking correctly, when you do it in that buffer zone, and, and it also gives you the clarity to see when the government is lying to you. So when the government is telling you, you know, don't wear a mask, but you have panic, and you're like, well, I see that there's supposedly a virus coming. You should wear a mask. I'm going to wear a mask. And then you've panicked correctly. But if you don't panic and you listen to whatever the government tells you, you are now a, a, a slave to the whims of whatever the government wants you to believe at that moment. And, and it's, it's going to change based on their political circumstances. They don't actually care about solving the problem. They care about staying in power. Here's the beauty. We didn't even know if the mask was effective or not at this virus. The truth is, in that beginning area, no one had good intel on anything. So the idea so was... So panic as far as general viruses take, are concerned. Exactly. Take your necessary precautions. Just like but you the government would, was telling you not to. Just like you would for every virus coming through. Just like you have your first aid kit, you should have your vitamin C tablets at home, you should have your multivitamins at home, you should have your medication at home. It shouldn't take, ah, uh, there's a pandemic coming, let's go ahead and panic. No, you should have been prepared for this anyways. But and the next most time it happens... Not, so when you see it coming, that's your last chance to prepare and you need the motivation of the panic to do it don't panic take the necessary precautions we're telling you right now take the necessary precautions i mean as bill gates would say he's thinking about the next one already because there will be a next one so now maybe it's a year or 10 years out start preparing calmly there is no need okay to push sure it. so you know we can apply this to other scenarios as well we yeah. can we can, you know, you're a business owner, you got your little business there, you're just, you know, frying up some french fries, waiting for the customers, and you look out the windows, because all of your walls are windows, you know, as most businesses, so that people can see what your, yeah, your yeah. wares are, and, and you see a, oh, there's a lot of 
a lot of dust up in the air there. Like, what, what's going on over there? I can't, I can't really see. And you take a moment, you take a closer look, and you're like, oh, that's a lot of people. And then you remember, well, yeah, there were some protests going on. Oh, those are rioters! So that's your buffer zone, right? You see it on the horizon. What are you going to do? You're going to calmly say, like, ah, you know, they have nothing against me. I'm, I'm just a, a guy frying up some french fries here. Maybe I'll give them some free french fries and they won't smash all my windows. Or you're going to be like, no, I, I remember how rioters generally act. They're going to smash everything. They're probably going to attack me as well. Maybe even my car that's in the parking lot. They're going to loot everything. My insurance doesn't cover everything. I have a huge deductible. Oh, and then you're going to try to do something. You're going to get on the phone. That's, that's step one. You're going to call the police. You're going to be like, hey, there's a bunch of rioters headed right to my business. Now's a good time for you to get your guys over here. You can build up a blockade and protect my business because my business is paying the taxes that pays your salaries. Get over here. And then you can start putting up some, some uh, boards that you have. If you're in a hurricane area, you already have them in stock. Or if you're one of those businesses that has the, the glass windows, you probably have the, the roll-down metal uh, protectors for when you lock up at the end of the night. You can do all of that in that buffer zone with that little bit of panic that you have as a logical person that is facing an illogical group of people on the horizon. And here it is. I can agree with a lot of that action. You can take all those action without panicking. Like as of right now, you should already have your firearm on you prepared for whether it's a bunch of rioters which will disperse after the first shot is fired into one of them. There's no question about that one. And then at the same time, you can you already have the shutters as you as you put it. So at the end of the day, you can calmly go, oh wait, I am prepared for an attack from whether it's a rioter or a criminal or a hurricane or whatever. I've taken the necessary precaution for that. So I don't have to panic to take that. It's I'm not going to offer to cook these rioters food. No, in that case... It's the panic that tells you that those are bad ideas, cooking for the but rioters. But you know what? And that the, what you should do is defend yourself. One of those business owners may actually panic and go, you know what, I should cook for these people rather than think it through calmly and be like, draw the conclusion that, hey, you know what? Rioters probably won't want my food right now. Oh, they'd rather throw the hot oil on me because they're just as panicked as I am right now. They're not panicked, they're angry. Oh, they're angry and they're panicked. It depends on why they're rioting. Alright, listen. Right? Listen. So yes. You panic Panic is your too own way. powerful. I'll panic my way. Panic is too powerful a tool in this case, and unfortunately, panicking is too uncontrollable to put in the hands of everybody. For the majority of people, you Listen, should just follow the we, instructions given. As, as humans, we were given tools for a reason. We have fear for a reason. We have panic for a reason. We have empathy for a reason. We have sadness for a reason. By the way, sadness, in case everybody's wondering, it's normal to be sad and depressed at times. The issue is that everybody's just taking medication to avoid those emotions. So the same reason that, that people are avoiding that, people like Rob here are trying to avoid panic. They think that it's evil or wrong or confusing. No, it's a tool that you must harness. And the more you allow yourself to experience these tools, sadness, happiness, panic, fear, the more you are in control of them and you can utilize them to your advantage. So that is the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. And I, I just want to finish with a small 
actual agreement with Alfred here in that you should harness that panic, learn to take control of it, and actually utilize it fully to make changes on the fly, because then it's not panic, then it's just preparedness. So I do agree with that. But again, we leave it to you. Very well. Turn your panic into preparedness. Was your favorite advocate arguing on your behalf, or have you discovered a new respect for the opposite view?